Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studios at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My older privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're going to be studying deeper into Romans chapter number 7, and we'll continue with the thought that we began last broadcast, Is the law sin? God forbid is what Paul says, and we'll look into what the law does in relation to our sin. Now, the law is not sin in of itself, but we did find the law magnifies the sin that lives within us, and we'll discuss that in just a moment. If you have missed any of these previous studies, please go and download the podcast, become a subscriber to Striving for Revival podcast. That gives you access to all of our archived studies. We take all of these Bible studies and put them there. You can listen and listen again, and if you miss one, you can catch it via the podcast, and that will be maybe easier as you try and and stay up and study uh, along with me in the Word of God. It's amazing how many books we've already gone through verse by verse and how much content we've gotten broken down, but all of that can be found via the app. Have you done those three things today that I often challenge you to do? You say, what are those, Brother Cooper? Here they go. Number one, pray every day. Have you prayed today? You say, I don't have anything to pray about. Sure you do. Pray for your family, your children, your spouse. Uh, Pray for your job, your employer, your employees. Pray for your health and uh, pray for revival. Pray for your church. Pray for your pastor. Pray for those who are lost without God, those around the world who are hurting or impoverished or persecuted. Pray. Pray for pray for prodigals. Pray for your nation. Pray for uh, uh, intervention from God in the affairs of our country. I tell you, we have a lot that we could pray for. And I want to challenge you, pray every day. Number two, read your Bible every day. Have you spent time studying the Scripture today? Well, if not, you need to get in the Bible. And don't uh, don't let me do your Bible study for you. You need to read it on your own. All of us do. And you don't just eat a meal on Sunday spiritually, but you better be snacking throughout the week on the Scripture. And study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And number three, witness every day. Now, whether you do it verbally, whether you hand out a piece of uh, literature, whether you do it on technology with your thumbs, maybe you make a phone call, but whatever you can do, you do it to get the gospel out every day. And here's why. You do those things. Pray, read your Bible, witness every day, and that will help you as you grow in grace. It'll keep you strong. It'll keep you close to the side of the Savior. Now, verse 1 through 13 of our chapter shows the law cannot save. We're going to transition verse 14 to verse 25 shows us the law cannot sanctify. Self-righteousness is absolutely worthless. Spiritual righteousness is absolutely wonderful. It is not do, do, do. It is done, 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 for the New Testament believer. I did not get saved by grace through faith, and then I keep my salvation by works. I have been saved by grace. I am secured by grace. I am sealed by grace, and now I serve by grace. Thank God it wasn't that God imputed righteousness on my account at salvation, 
and then made me earn or merit my own righteousness post-salvation. No, it was all of Jesus then, and it's all of Jesus today. The law does not save. The law does not sanctify. The law does not satisfy. The law simply shines a spotlight on the inability and inadequacy of man to ever obtain or reach righteous status with God. So the law, you say, is it sin? God forbid, Paul said. The law is not sin. The law manifests sin. The law codified sin, defined sin, and exposed, made man aware of his sin. The Bible tells us in verse number 8, sin taking occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, for without the law sin was dead. So basically the law made me aware of my sin. I would not have known lust had the law said thou shalt not covet, Paul said. I wouldn't know adultery if it said uh, that we shouldn't commit adultery. I wouldn't know murder if the law hadn't said uh, thou shalt not kill. You know, I wouldn't have known all these things, but then the law came in. And showed us what God expects, what God desires, and the standard that God has put in place. And then the decision point came in my life. Do I, uh, uh, do I adhere to it? Do I obey it? Or do I transgress? Do I step over? Do I break the law of God? So the law was not sin. The law was that which defined sin. The law exposed to me my sinfulness and thus imputed unto me my guilt and my shame and the burden of sin was upon me. And then I had to make a decision. Now, the law obviously cannot save. It, was, save. it wasn't given to make me saved. It was given to show that I need a Savior. And then I've got to make the decision, do I accept the free gift of grace from God, or do I try to live uh, the best I can, uh, do the most I can, in, in the, right, uh, the most uh, accurate right way that I can, and then die in my sin, or no? Do I get saved by grace through faith? For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and it by it slew me. Wherefore, the law is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Now, let's look at verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So verse 14 is sort of a bridge verse. It concludes the previous thought, and it propels us into the coming thought. The law is spiritual. So here it is, the very heart of the matter. The human spirit is rebellious against God. The human spirit is not spiritual. The human spirit is rebellious. It is not the law that brings death. It is the rebellious, sinful heart of man. It is our own actions. It's our own transgression. It's our own life choices. So the idea is sin has enslaved us. We are sold under sin. A slave has been sold to his master. He's under its authority. He's in its bondage. He's uh, holding to its expectation. There is no exception. He must obey to the letter of the master. So the point is we ought not be a slave to sin now that we've been set free in Jesus Christ. Prior to salvation, that's what we were. We were in bondage. We were held. We were wrapped up in chains. I was in prison, wrapped up in chains. Sin held me captive to sorrow and pain. That's what the song says, and that's where we were at. But thank God now I'm free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been set free. He set me free. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me, and I'm glory bound. My Jesus, to see glory to God, he set me free. Grace was the key. Thank God. Faith was the means. I got set free from that old, so I shouldn't be a slave sold under sin any longer. For that which I do, verse 15, I allow not. Now we're going to find the schizophrenic tendency of a saved person. You might ask the question, now I, I, I made a profession, but I sinned. Does that mean I'm lost? No, not necessarily. Now, there are some people I believe that made a false profession, never did get saved. But it just be, listen, none of us are perfect. 
You won't find a Christian that's sinless. If you find one who claims so, you know they're the biggest sinner around because they're lying to your face. So Paul says uh, in these verses, we'll, we'll read it. He talks about the struggle we all have between our sinful nature and our spirit nature, our old man and our new man. The thought begun in chapter 6 is now completed in chapter 7. We obtain victory over sin in the Christian life by being obedient, by submitting to the Holy Spirit. But there's a conflict between the two natures constantly. Constantly we combat sin. Let's read the verses. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would that do, I not. But what I hate, that do I. So here's our constant conflict between our two natures. If then I do that which is, rather, if then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. So now Paul is talking about him as though he has a split personality, and in, in, in essence he does. He's saying, it's not I, the spiritual man, that does this, but it's sin that dwelleth in me, my flesh, the carnal man. So we succumb too often to temptation to do wrong. Uh, the verse 15 talks about that. For that which I'm doing, he said, I don't understand it. Uh, I wish I wouldn't do it. I don't want to do it. I hate what I'm doing, but I do it anyway. So inside into Paul's logic, it comes when we understand he's contrasting the eye of his old nature versus the me or the eye of his new nature. And then the composite eye of his total being. So he's talking about the man of sin. He's talking about the new man. And he's talking about the man who houses both of those natures. Verse 16, if then I do that which I would not, I can send unto the law that it's good. If then I'm doing that which I should not, he said, I'm acknowledging the law. The law is good. In other words, Paul saying in his old nature, when he did what he knew he shouldn't do, he demonstrated the goodness of the law because it convicted his conscience. It told him he was wrong. So the law is not to be discarded. The law is not to be thrown out. The law is not to be set aside in some theological wastebasket. It's still good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now look at that word, dwelleth, present tense. Dwelleth, uh, ongoing. Even though you're saved, you're still going to battle that sinful nature. Our time is gone. Join us next broadcast, if you will. We'll continue in these verses. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.